Welcome to the podcast, Super Friends. Five podcast producers from across North America get together to discuss podcasting. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast, Super Friends. You know that meme with Andy Dwyer where he's standing there and he's looking a little sheepish and he's saying... Something I should know and I'm too afraid to ask at this point. Well, today, if you are a podcaster and you've heard the term dynamic ad insertion popped around, people are talking about it, people are asking you about monetization and you're not exactly sure what to do, you wish you knew a little bit more, this is the podcast Super Friends episode for you. My name is Catherine O'Brien. I'm a podcaster based in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You can follow me on X, I guess. At Hello, Catherine O. <laughs> Let's go around and meet the other podcast super friends starting up in the Great White North. Matt. Matt Cundell, Winnipeg, Manitoba, the Sound Off Podcast Network. Johnny. Hi, I'm Johnny Podcast from Fort Worth, Texas, and I'm excited to dive into everything DAI. David. Yeah, it's Dave in Boston, first time caller. <laughs> David Yaz, the Boston Podcast Network, producing podcasts here up in Boston, pod617.com. And if you are a regular podcast super friend watcher slash listener and you're thinking, hmm, the podcast super friends just don't seem as super as they normally do, we're expecting our fifth compadre, Jag in Detroit, to be joining us at any moment. But we're not going to let that stop us. We're going to get started talking about dynamic ad insertion right now. So let's just before we get really diving into this, let's just take a sort of a temperature of the group here. How excited are we to talk about dynamic ad insertion? How important do we think it is? Let's just go around really briefly. And Johnny, we'll start with you. How, what, what's your read on DAI? I'm visibly shaking with excitement because I love it so much. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I use DAI a lot with my clients. I think it's something that a lot more podcasters should be taking advantage of. Even if you're not at a monetization level, we will certainly will talk about the monetizing side of things. But DAI is something that you can utilize even if you have five listeners. And I'm really excited to, to chat about that side of it. What about you, David? I, up until recently, have been just sort of frustrated by it because I do use it with some of my clients. The reason I'm frustrated is it does take some time. We'll get into this, but to, to get used to technically because... If you set up spots for your ads in podcasts past and then you go to insert an ad and some of your episodes have like two spots and then others don't, it can be a little bit of a headache. It can give me like that ice cream headache. Like, oh, I, I don't even want to think about this anymore. However, picking up on what Johnny said, it's much bigger than ads. It is immediacy. It's frequency. It is potentially even freaking out your listeners in a good way, telling them something that just happened like the day before. And it's like, how did they do that? This mm -hmm. podcast was posted in February. So I'm excited to talk about all the ways to use it. And Matt. In terms of being excited to talk about it, probably about a two or a three, because I find it very <laughs> difficult to explain to anybody who's never heard. Is that out of the 10? Yeah, yeah, two out of 10 to explain it. But in terms of using it, it's like 10 out of 10 every time. Mm. I, I, I absolutely love using, and I call it dynamic audio insertion because it's not just ads that you can throw in there. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, I guess I'm a little more excited to talk about it than I'm letting on. You get to flex your muscles here, Matt. Matt is our resident expert when it comes to DAI. We're often just coming to Matt to ask him these kind of questions. And as promised, sweeping in from Detroit, it's John Gay. Hey, John. Hello, hello. Good excited for today's conversation. Thank you for the applause. And just uh, we're going around really quickly and just saying how important do you think dynamic audio insertion is? How what's your read just sort of generally on it? 
I think it's really where things are going. I have a number of clients that want to promote certain things in a limited time window. It doesn't have to be a commercial. I think that's the misnomer. It can certainly be promotion for you, something you have going on. So you can tell your audience about that's airing for a set number of uh, days or weeks, and you can put it in your podcast. And I, I love the idea. It's, it, it's really an advantage that you can leverage if it's done correctly, which we will defer to Matt. And I'll just say for myself, I have definitely been slow on the DAI train because I work with podcasts that are more niche in their audiences, that they've got a really great dedicated people who are listening to. But the numbers where DAI starts making sense is kind of not where most of my clients are. So I I have been a little bit not picking up on it as fast as I could. I see other monetization options being far more suitable for the types of clients that I work with. But Matt, you have me already rethinking things because I always say dynamic ad insertion. But in reality, this is an audio message that we're we're putting in there. And that could be anything. Yeah. So I guess, I guess I'll just kick off some of the ideas. If you're launching a podcast, there's obviously you don't have a lot of episodes, but you can still use dynamic audio insertion at the beginning. I guess the first message you could probably have is, hey, welcome to the podcast. Before we get started, why don't you just hit the follow or subscribe button on your podcast app? A quick call to action right out of the gate. Now, I know some people who would you know, suggest maybe rate and review the podcast. Now, as Jag has pointed out many times before, that's such a no-no because we haven't listened to anything. So why would we do that? However, hey, you know what? Why not do that at the very end of the show? You can put a little dynamic audio at the end of the show and just say, Hey, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, why don't you rate and review the show? I had a conversation about DAI with a client yesterday, and it was something that I recommended to them because they wanted to do a few different kind of metrics that they wanted to measure in terms of engagement and things like that. And sort of the conclusion that we came to was to run, and this is something that could apply to any podcaster anywhere. It was three 30-day campaigns. So we're going to do pre-roll ads for 30 days for three consecutive months. The first one would be pointing them to not just their website. That's where we started. I was like, oh, let's just point them to the website. And then as we dug through that idea a little bit more, that fleshed out into, okay, but why? Why are we sending them to the website? And then we decided, okay, let's point them to a specific article that they may actually get value out of. So if you are writing content online or doing something else outside of the podcast that you think your listeners might get value out of, that's sort of one campaign you can run. And then what you can do is you can add links into your show notes to that and say, hey, just click the link in the show notes. And you can use a bit.ly link, which allows you to track how many people actually clicked. And then you could measure the success of that campaign. The second one we went to, which I'll just touch on lightly and we can kind of come back into later and dive deeper on is an audience survey. Something that I found is super helpful to actually find out who your audience is, is doing just a free Google form survey of where do you live? Who are you? How'd you find the podcast? What's your favorite thing about the podcast? Put that link in your show notes, another DAI audio. You can drop right into the top of your podcast and get your best listeners or your most dedicated listeners are going to fill something out like that so you can get better audience insights. And then the last one that we came up with was subscribe, follow the show and try and build that base a little bit. And then you can value after three months, okay, which of these performed the best? Do these perform at all? ABC testing. Yes. (laughs) ABC, yeah. And before we go too much further, let's let's talk specifically about what this is, because we're talking to people who either make podcasts or listen to podcasts. The podcast is itself an audio product, right? And the whole purpose of the dynamic keyword audio insertion is that this is a piece of audio that can be added after the fact 
It can be put in among the inserted, well, we'll, help, we'll get into it technically either before mid-roll or afterwards. And Matt, why don't you go ahead and start helping me out here with some of the technicalities so people exactly understand what a DAI is. Thinking of it as dynamic audio insertion, it's a piece of audio that can go in just into all your episodes. So if you've got a lot of episodes, let's say 300 of them, and you want to deliver a specific message, but people are going back and listening to episode two, four, or 10, you can make it so that that message, whether it's an ad message or a call to action that you want, is going to be able to air in one of those old episodes and can air you know, straight across all of your, your episodes. So I sort of think of it as renting instead of just owning. So if let's say you have an ad and somebody wants to buy an ad on your show and then you put it in episode 10, then they stop paying you at some point And then you have another ad that comes on, you know, another, another client. You can actually just, if you had them in running through DAI, they're really just renting the spot. But if you bake the ad in and it's there forever, can you imagine having to go back through all your old episodes and take them out physically and then replace mm-hmm. that other ad in there? What is the job of a podcaster and, and your relationship with the advertiser? You really want to make their cash register ring. So this is really just a way to, to make sure that the message is delivered clear across all of your episodes. I can give an example here, which is one of my clients is the National Bone Marrow Transplant Link, and they provide resources for those who've been through a bone marrow transplant. Every month, they do a lunch and learn where they have a doctor or a caregiver of some kind doing a presentation. So we have 80 or so episodes of this podcast over 10 seasons, and every month, we just change out the dynamically inserted ad from the beginning of the show. Hey, check out this month's lunch and learn. It's going to be August 15th at noon Eastern. It's about X. It runs until August 15th. And then August 16th starts, check out our September lunch and learn. It goes and so on and so forth without, to Matt's point, having to go through the nightmare of doing production on all 90 episodes all over again to that rented space point you made earlier, Matt. Jack, do those automatically expire or is that something that you kind of have to set in your calendar? August 15th, I'm going in there and replacing the ads. I can't speak to other hosts, Johnny, but for Simplecast, which I use, you set up the campaign to uh, the start date and an end date. You can even put an impression limit on it. Say uh, an advertiser paid for a thousand impressions. I can go back and say, all right, well, the month expired. I can go back and look and say, all right, well, they got 750 impressions this month. They, 750 people heard this uh, piece of audio when listening to the podcast. Back to the sold ads parts that Matt was talking about for specifically for monetized podcasts. I can hear someone that's listening to this just screaming, but I've heard on my favorite podcast, I hate that they started doing dynamic audio insertion. I hear my favorite host whose voice I love hearing 24-7, and then I hear some random person recording in their bathroom, and it's way louder than the actual audio that I'm used to. It's totally different. It's got shit background music. You don't have to do that. There are services that do voiceover options. Matt actually is a stellar voiceover artist. I'd recommend going to him. But you can do all of these ads yourself. You don't have to worry about compromising the production quality of your podcast. And you can still have DAI as part of your production process as well. And I know, Johnny, you've written about the sort of the love-hate relationship with DAI. Let's talk about that in a minute. But before we get there, how many of you are using, if who are using DAI, are you doing it through your your regular podcast hosting company? Yes. Yes. Okay. Anybody doing something with a third party? Is that even an option? Yes. No. Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I think at one point there were some companies that were, were doing this, but it began to become sort of, you know, commonplace for, for podcast hosts to include 
um, an option f- for DAI. But when you get knee deep into the programmatic side and programmatic is just, those are the ads that just sort of pop in, you know, out of nowhere. This isn't something that maybe you set up with those programmatic ads, you know, from the Spotify network, they could have come from, can come from iHeart or whatever deal that you set up, uh, advertise mm-hmm. cast. If you're associated with Libsyn, you, you can actually have additional parties come and, and add in with something called vast. And I have to reach deep down into the uh, Brian Barletta sounds profitable, technical <laughs> description of the whole thing. And this is the way he described it, is that it's a way to allow one ad server to call another ad server, and it can be used in place of individual ad audio files for a campaign or as a way to connect to external ad buyers. So it is possible to include you know, people to, to get in on the ad action in the programmatic side. Well, because I'll tell you my personal experience as listening to podcasts, most of the podcasts that I listen to regularly don't do their own dynamic ad insertion. And the way I know this is like, let's say I was just visiting Florida not too long ago. I downloaded podcasts and I'm getting all these ads for Bubba's Pensacola (laughs) Ford dealership. And it's like, okay, well, that's awesome. I don't live in Pensacola, but I know that's because I was picking up the ads from me being in Florida. There was some sort of geographic tag or something that was happening along those lines. And it wasn't just from my favorite podcaster. Does that make sense? So there was some other, somebody, somebody was using the vast, I didn't know that it was to call it that, but that's what was going on to get that ad. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, and a little bit different than, you know, if if we want to use it ourselves. And I think, I think for the people that we deal with, Creating your own dynamic audio for, for your podcast is really the best way to go and programmatic. If it comes up, you know, it's not a lot of money, but it's also a great way to collect some money as well. We'll talk about the buddy in a second. I don't want to leave Johnny. So, Johnny, tell us a little bit about the love hate. You, you introduced a little bit with the just the different audio quality and the different voices and everything. Else. Are there any other things we should be considering before we get, take on this adventure? that's kind of the meat of it. It's, it's just to, if someone were watching this and saying, I, I don't want someone else doing the ads, it is something that you can handle yourself. It's also a great time saver as kind of the alternative argument. I don't want to have to record 15 different ads for 15 different sponsors that can be provided for you as well as you do kind of give up some of the production quality that will go into your podcast because it's dynamic. You don't really get that piece of audio. Uh, although maybe you do, Matt, I'm, I'm not totally sure. I'll admit to failing, and I don't mind walking you through my show, the Sound Off Podcast, because th- this is what it looks like, and it really a good visual. So the green lines that you see, those are where dynamic audio goes. So on the left, and this is a terrible listening experience, so everybody <laughs> has to run to YouTube or the Facebook to, to go and do this, but the green line is the pre-roll, and then you'll see where I said thanks. That's a part of the show where you know the intro music runs out, and I'm going to thank people. I want to thank anybody who, who donated to the show who retweeted, who I met, who is supporting um, the show in any capacity. And it runs through all the old shows in the back catalog. So no matter when anybody listens to the show, everybody gets, everybody will be able to hear the current thank yous that I'm offering up. And I will totally admit, Johnny, that my production person and my studio and my recording, sometimes that audio doesn't match up. It is just sonically not perfect. It is close, but sometimes <laughs> I just, I think people are going to be able to recognize and, and realize that that thank you was recorded separately and outside of, uh, of, of other recordings. Do you include a, a transition sound before and after the audio that yes. you're inserting? Okay, because yes. that, that's one thing I worry about, that it's just, it's going to sound halting. Where I say thank you, I try to make that seamless. Again, that's part of the great experimentation. But generally, I know there's two mid-rolls in the middle, and there's going to be a mu- – I use a music trail out. 
And then mm-hmm. the mid rolls will come in. They are host read. I read them, but they are still dynamically inserted. And then I will use a, a piece of audio to go back to the show, as it were. To further David's point, though, you can't fade the music bed under, under. the dynamic. Yeah, yeah. they're, they're going to be separate entities. You can't mix them together as if you were transitioning on a radio station. And, and what I have found with dynamic ads I've used, I have to put a gap in the audio if I'm using a mid-roll of about 0.8 seconds or so, give or take. That will prevent anything from stepping on itself. And just to answer the question that popped up from Alan are those insert points in the same spot in every episode or can they be different for every episode? So Alan, the pre-roll and the post-roll are hardwired in, and then I will have to go in and insert the uh, other ones in the middle. Alan also had another question earlier that I wanted that you pulled up, Matt. I'm already 200 episodes into my podcast, so I can't do this. I I would tend to argue you can. If you're doing pre-rolls or post-rolls, you can. Mid-rolls, yeah, you've got to go in and set the marker in the audio, but it's not going to be any production to add a pre-roll or a post-roll to previous episodes. I wanted to address that too, Jack, so thank you for bringing that up. People are listening to your old episodes, Alan. That's if, the thing. If people only listen to your Big new time. ones, what's, what's the point of having a catalog of 200 episodes? Someone is always going to be finding your new podcast, and they're going to scroll back. If it's a guest-based podcast, they'll go... I'm not super interested in the one that you put out yesterday, but I'm going to scroll back 15 or 20. Oh, I know that name. That sounds really interesting. I'm going to listen to that. Oh, there's that pre-roll that says, oh, you should join my Discord channel and you can learn more about blah, 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 whatever it's going to be. So I actually would make the argument that if you were starting a new podcast, you're starting with zero listeners that are going to hear your DAI, but you have a whole catalog of episodes with a built-in audience. That's the perfect place to start putting it. I don't know what the industry standard is, but I, I know in looking at most of the podcasts I produce, it seems like on a on a weekly sort of regular basis, the number of people that click on the most current episode represent about maybe two thirds of the people who are clicking on any episode of the show. So that means there's a third of people. And this is just anecdotal. Maybe somebody knows what the industry standard is. But just picking up on what you said, there's a lot of power in those 200 episodes that you can marshal. And congratulations, Alan, for not only having 200 episodes, but having apparently a sponsor. You're saying that it reads in your previous 200 episodes, and that's great. Maybe Alan doesn't want to double dip like some other people might, That, but good for you for doing Very that. Very audience conscious, Alan. Very right. audience conscious. And by but- the way, if, 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 as long as that sponsor keeps paying, leave them in there. The minute the sponsor stops paying, you can either go back and, and take them out manually. <laughs> But I know, for instance, on Art19, you can actually just color it in and, and stale date it and, and change it that way. And there are a few. I think Omnian does that as well. You can go in and stale date it. But leaving Alan's specific show, could he go from here on out with a dynamic? Can you select for the, the episodes like from episode 201 yeah. out? Absolutely. Of course you can. Yeah. Matt, I have some kind of a business question, like the ad seller side of this that's buying into doing DAI. So on some of the podcasts that I listen to, specifically on Spotify, so if if it's a really big podcast, they'll have a deal where the actual artwork will change. There will be a new time scrubber. That all changes. So if there's a 45-minute kind of line, like continuing line where you can jump to different parts of the episode, that will shift and it'll jump to the Hilton Hotel ad. I'm able to manually just take my finger and scrub directly through it all the way to the end and it goes back to the podcast. Are companies aware that that's possible? Do they take that into account? How many people are doing that? Do you have any insight on on that side of it? Because it seems like it wouldn't be worth the company's time to spend money doing DAI if the majority of people just say, oh, God, it's an ad, and then just scrub right through it and they don't hear anything. Yeah, I mean, who who skips through? 
So this was actually a study that was done by Sounds Profitable and Tom Webster. I think he showed, for those of us who went to Podcast Movement last year, I think a couple of us were in the room when they, when they had this discussion. Yeah. So versus like the host read ad, where I think they used Jordan Harbinger to come on and talk about athletic greens. And the retention that was kept in there was like over 85%. So how much was the programmatic when they did it? It was lower by 10%, but still very worthwhile. It's 75%. That's higher than a lot of other uh, media out there. Okay. So business is listening. Yeah. I'm absolutely. the 1%. I'm the yeah. one scrubbing through. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Matt, we know that you uh, you have a clip that from Heather Osgood from is it True Native Media, and she's got some really great insights about advertising and monetizing for podcasts. Do you want to play for that for us now? Yeah. I really thought it'd be helpful for somebody like, like I know Alan's watching. A lot of people were thinking, you know, is my podcast good? Should I be doing, you know, DAI with it? And I thought Heather did a really good job on my show to, to answer this question. So obviously if you're producing a show that's super timely, like a news podcast or maybe a sports commentary podcast, anything that's really timely, like if the content is only relevant to me today, then dynamic ad insertion really is not the best way to go. But if you're creating content that is very evergreen, then it doesn't really matter. For instance, this morning, I on my walk, it was a podcast episode from 2016. I didn't care that it was produced in 2016 because I felt like the topics that they were discussing were just as relevant to me today as they were four years ago. So if you've got a podcast with really evergreen content, then dynamic ad insertion is good for you. If you have a podcast where the content isn't evergreen and really you see that most of your downloads are are happening in a really short window, which I would say would probably be like a 30 to 60 day window, then dynamic ad insertion probably isn't as good for you. Makes sense. That's, I mean, to me, that seems like the most convincing argument for doing DAI is that podcasts have legs, that we all have had the experience where people are listening to the podcast way back to episode one. So it's nice to be able to bring them something current and fresh for that listener, regardless of when the podcast was recorded. I would just challenge people to ask whether your podcast is truly evergreen or not evergreen, because I think most are. Uh, if if the podcast is good and it's dispense, either dispensing good advice or providing good entertainment, this is what was beautiful about podcasts and why most of us say, you know, if our first few episodes are terrible, many podcasters say that, don't go back and listen to episodes one through five because I didn't know what I was doing. But that people will find you on episode, you know, 50, but then they will go back and they'll listen to one from a month ago for maybe even a year ago. And so that, that's why DAI is, makes so much sense for this, for this particular medium, I think. I have a quick question. So since most people are thinking of audio insertion as a monetization means, and we're also talking about it as a just a messaging tool, what are the options? Like when I was looking in the interior of Libsyn, it was framing it as an advertising tool or a monetization tool. Are these things that you are spending money on? And how much can you give us a sort of an idea about what are some of the expenses that are involved in doing this? Not necessarily just Matt's delightful yeah. voice on a on a yeah. voiceover but just the why don't the rest of us pepper in what we think we know and then matt can jump in <laughs> yeah. i don't even yeah. want to tell you what i'll tell you what, i'll tell you what i pay i mean i have a it, it's a network right so mm -hmm. i have to pay a network rate on two places one of them is art 19 and then the other one is on is on megaphone art 19 it's really where you put in just you know the stuff that you're selling that's where the podcast where you're just selling the stuff that you have and promoting your newsletters with with dai and, you know, other wares that you might have. 
And then Megaphone has more of the ads. And I don't want to undersell Art19 because they do have an Amazon. They are selling through with, with ads themselves. So, but Megaphone as well, it's the same thing. So that, can, that price you, is, I pay the network price for that. Can you clarify that a little bit more? I'm confused. So you're paying money to sell ads on other podcasts that you have, or you're paying for just this access to use dynamic audio insertion? Yeah, exactly. The latter uh, okay. access to use dynamic audio insertion. Okay. Cause I'm on megaphone for a couple of my clients, but I'm not handling the billing side of things. So I'm not technical. I'm not totally familiar with it. And we're mostly just using it for self-promotion on our own podcast. So we, we're not working with outside providers. By the way, that same, that same spot you see inside that you dynamically insert, my stuff is going to run in there, but let's say I only want Canadians to hear the message. It will be re- replaced by a programmatic ad in the States. So the same spot is, is I'm billing twice for it. So if I have a Canadian-only advertiser that's mine that's paying me money, I can put a mid-roll in there. You know, this is the argument for U.S. stamps. I mean, DAI exists because people in Canada and Australia had to listen to stamps.com. Buy your stamps at stamps.com. Well, I'm Canadian. I don't need those. Nobody in Australia needs to buy stamps.com. You know, that's, that's why this exists. Stamps. Blame stamps.com. Uh, stamps.com built this podcasting world here in the United States. So you just better, <laughs> you can enjoy, you can just listen through to one of those, Matt. Uh, Jag, what about you? So uh, with Simplecast, and actually you had a conversation with them at Podcast Movement last year, and I started to get enough clients where it made more sense for me to create my own network within Simplecast as opposed to managing individual shows. And they gave me a flat rate for the network, which included access to the DAI, much like Matt was saying. My suspicion, and I have no inside information on this, my suspicion as as DAI continues to grow in the space, I think it's going to become more accessible on most plans with most hosts, and it won't be a premium level to get to it. I see that coming in this year or so, I would imagine. Yeah, it'll become a standard feature within any podcast host. I would love to see that because, you know, again, uh, when I was looking previously on the Libsyn, it was that you had to have 10,000 downloads per episode, again, just as a monetization type of tool, and which I think has grown from, they used to have it as the threshold was 5,000 downloads per episode. Hmm. And I was just like that for most podcasts, that's not, you're not in that realm. Especially on Libsyn. Libsyn is like the starter podcast network that you're starting on. Like there's probably eight podcasts on Libsyn that have 10,000 downloads an episode that are taking advantage. Wow. Johnny's giving you some spicy. Yes. Johnny's feeling spicy today. I want to, I have to meet Rob Walsh in a month. (laughs) I know. Yeah! Wow, (laughs) that was Johnny Peter. (laughs) I know Johnny podcast. Yeah, Johnny podcast. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, So okay. So I'm. Do you? I don't quite feel like we we satisfied the uh, how much it costs, but it sounds like it's you are paying network prices for your hosting to be able to access this. That's what I'm taking away from this. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, To one of them, I'm paying two fifty a month. That's what I'm paying to Simplecast. Yeah. Okay. I have a I have sure. a client on uh, Cohost, which is a newer platform, and I believe it's eighty bucks a month to use them, and the DAI just comes as a built-in feature. Yep, there you go, Alan. Wow, Alan with the Cohost, very good. Two hundred episodes, sponsor red ads, and he's on Cohost, which so, was just mentioned. Good job. He's our sixth Cohost today. Yeah, Jag, would you entertain the idea of? taking your podcasters, asking them to produce a promo, and then at the end of all the podcasts that you are working with, run a promo in the post-roll position? 
That would make it a network. Yeah, it would. I think it would be a matter of which shows would work with other shows. I think that's a conversation to have where I would maybe potentially ask the different shows and clients and, and hosts. But to your point, Matt, the best place to fish is where the fish are. The best place to find podcast listeners is by promoting and advertising in other podcasts. You're not asking somebody to close out of Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or you twit face to open up Apple or Spotify and change apps on their phone, which is a bigger hurdle than you might think because these algorithms are all trying to keep you within the app that you're in, threads or whatever it is. If somebody's already listening in Apple, Spotify, or RIP Stitcher, any of those, it's much easier to get them interested in another podcast if the app is already open. So there's something to that. Here's the crazy idea. And by the way, this is this is our last episode that we did for the podcast Super Friends. So there's a pre-roll at, at the beginning. And then you, there's uh, three mid-roll spots. Just again, because I'm trying it out, it's probably one too many, but that's my ego. In the we way. did not approve of there being five ads in this podcast. So <laughs> what all is this podcast one? The listeners yeah. that want to direct the line of fire pointed at Matt. He, he chose five. But the post-roll at the end, is a cross promo and another show is going to wind up being promoted in there. So if you're a podcaster and you're sitting right now and you've got the opportunity to have some dynamic audio insertion, this is a great opportunity for a promo swap. So find a podcaster who's who has a show kind of like yours and just put their show at the end. And then they, on the other hand, will put your show as a promo at the end. And now you've got a promo swap going. It's a great way to do it. This is something that uh, I had to learn coming from the radio world into podcasting. We're in the radio world. It was everybody's fighting for the same shrinking pie. And if they're not listening to you, they're listening to your competition. Podcasting is much more the rising tide lifts all boats mindset where it's not a finite amount of pie that you're fighting for. It's really a matter of, hey, if you like this show, you might like this. And uh, it's almost like a gateway drug to other podcasts. So I think Podcasting is much more cooperative, so don't be afraid to engage in a promo swap with somebody. You're not going to lose listeners by getting them into another show. Unless your show is exactly this. Like, it, you you will understand if your show is, like, too much the same. If you're That's covering the same the same current events or something like that. Maybe. Yeah, it, you know, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you're, if you're listening to the same, like, you know, left-leaning news podcast and it's, like, covering the same thing every single day, they're both an hour long, you're both witty, like, that kind of deal, that could be... Love to see a left and a right wing podcast do a promo swap. That could create some fun. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Some unity, some unity yeah. building. All right. Well, we've talked about some of the technical sides. We've talked about the money to do these types of ads. Let's just take a break right now. And we're going to hear some dynamic audio insertion right here on our own show. Hello, I'm Wendy Mesley. There you are. A lot of people have wondered what happened to you. I could say the same about you, Maureen Holloway. Well, here we are, a few years after we left our previous jobs. We've been busy. We have a podcast. I know, you're thinking, who doesn't? But ours is really good. It's called Women of Ill Repute. We don't just talk to women, though. Just the most interesting people you'd ever want to meet. Artists, musicians, comedians, doctors. Activists, convicts, writers, sex workers. Drop some names. Jan Arden, Pamela Anderson, Bruce Coburn. Samantha Irby, Louise Penny, Marilyn Dennis, Colin Mockery. We laugh, we cry, sometimes we argue. Come and find us. Our website is womenofillrepute.com. Or try Apple, Spotify, and all the podcast places. So now you know what happened to us, Women of Ill Repute. 
Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. The Podcast Super Friends support Podcasting 2.0. So feel free to send us a boost if you're listening on a newer podcast app. Find the full list at newpodcastapps.com. Oh, I hope uh, everybody enjoyed it. I wonder what everybody got to hear. Wow, that was great, you guys. <laughs> Excellent example so of what we're talking about. Yeah. And we're back. <laughs> Thanks for joining us again. Okay, now let's switch the, the money side around the other way. We were talking about before, most of our clients and the podcasts that we're working with, it sounds like that we are using the dynamic audio insertion as a messaging tool, correct? Again, Johnny, your, your examples were a little bit more intangible. They're not direct dollars. They're not straight ads. But let's talk about like the money coming in from doing these. Do we have any good examples for, for people to understand that process? I mean, I sign up for the newsletter is my favorite one. Because, I mean, you, you need people to, to, to sign up for this thing, especially for those of us in Canada who are going through a little bit of throttling, as it were, with uh, Bill C-18. You don't have your social media. Social media is an algorithm that you don't control. You don't control Facebook, but you do control your newsletter. So if you need to build your newsletter list, why don't you just ask people to sign up for it and make sure that there's a link in the show notes? That's usually one of the first and easy ways to get people to do it. It could also be to go to the website. Patreon's a big one. So for those who do work with Patreon or forms of donation, this is a great place to just stop and talk to your listener and engage with them. What does $25 get you? What does $50 get you? You're creating your own mid-rolls, and this is where you sell yourself. At one point, when I first started my podcast, I asked people to use my voiceover service. I didn't get a lot of business from it. But over time, there were some other business ideas that did come up that helped me to grow my business. You'll, f you'll find out what it is. I do work with some clients who will sell directly their courses. Some people will sell yoga tights that they're making out of their basement. So I think it's if you're a podcaster and you do have this mid-roll ability, why don't you take a look around? It could also be in the pre-roll. Hey, just before we start the show, I'm going to ask you to do something. Make sure it's not rate and review because we don't like that. But, but yeah. yeah, maybe there is a call to action. And I think one of my favorite ones that is going on right now is I'm taking a break for the summer, but I'm going to be back on September 5th with a brand new episode and then stick to that date using the ability to set the time and then live events. You know, you can target that message right into a particular market. Hey, Boston. Join me. I'm getting together with Pod 617, and we're going to be doing an event at wherever, well, David's house, of course. Yeah. And this, right. Come on. Well, now. that's what I was actually going to ask David because, David, you've got a great network. You've got that going, and you have a, a locale, a geography that's tied to your uh, most of your shows there. So, do you? what are some of the ideas that you have for the DAI amongst your existing clients? Well, a couple of them have already been brought up, but. Yeah, anything local. I actually produce a, a series of sports podcasts that 
marry up nicely. In other words, there's a lot of strength in the numbers. There are six different sports represented across these podcasts. And there are plenty of ads that want to appeal to across all of them. You can let your imagination run wild there. So certainly anything local. We talked about events. You know, in I have designs to do an award show. That's uh, just a teaser for everyone out there. But mm-hmm. if I were to have any kind of a, a panel discussion or you're promoting a, a live stream of a podcast, uh, why not promote that using dynamic audio insertion? Because if you only had, you know, 200 people listening to that episode, maybe you've got 600 people listening because they've listened to all these past episodes. But apart from the monetization part and apart from the actual advertising part, I like the idea of just playing with it. Say you, you, um, you've done 200 episodes of your show and you just did an interview and you think it's the best one you've ever done. Why not put in a message saying, now you have to cater it correctly, of course, because you don't know whether a person's listening to the very episode that you just posted or a past episode. But in other words, it's like if you're listening to episode 17 right now, you should check out episode 201 because it's amazing, right? Or you can solve the problem by previewing a future episode. Mm-hmm. And then not, now you're capturing all your listeners previewing this episode coming up that is going to be the best ever. So I've seen people say, you know, you could use it for the for weather reports if you wanted to just freak somebody out. You know, if, <laughs> if I wanted if across all my Boston based podcasts, I could say beautiful day in downtown Boston today, 72 degrees. Then, of course, you got to pay attention and remove that ad the next day. So otherwise, someone, get, someone gets caught in the rain. So because then the weather's changing all the time. And I realized um, before when I was asking that question, I used the word intangible. I really meant indirect. So it's like it's like direct ad dollars versus indirect things like list building, like, you know, just sending people to your socials, those kinds of things. So the just Stitcher, a clarification. The Stitcher app is a good one because the Stitcher app is going away August 29th. So how about a pre-roll yeah. just to say, hey, if you're listening on the Stitcher app, this app is going away. Might I recommend these other apps? If you can't think of anything to point, like you want to use it for yourself, but you can't, if you don't have a newsletter, you don't have a Patreon, you don't have, like we've talked about 10 times, don't rate and review. The best and easiest thing is, hey, I really hope you're enjoying this podcast. This is a mid-roll. This is not a pre-roll. I really hope you're enjoying this episode. I know that you know one person who would enjoy it too. If you don't mind taking three seconds to just text this episode to them, that's going to be the best way to grow to this episode. All right, let's get back to the show. They're not going to skip through that. And it's a very simple ask that's very easy to do that doesn't force them to stop listening to the podcast. And when you say, I know you can think of someone, it feels like you're talking directly to that person. And that person's going to, that they're thinking of pops up in their brain. And they go, you know what? I love Johnny. I'm going to text that episode for him. And like we've talked about a dozen times, it's still the best way to grow your podcast is by a trusted person sharing it with someone they know. All right. So devil's advocate here. So the technology allows us to do something that is current amongst regardless of how old the the podcast episode is. But the things that we're sharing right now are seeming to be a little bit also evergreen, like the asking one person to listen to to share the show with one person. (laughs) I'm not going to say rate and review because it does nothing. You know, those are check out some other episodes. Those are actually sort of evergreen ideas too. Is this just to be able to have access to the technology? What are your guys' thoughts on that? Always good to have access to the technology and just just play with it and try stuff. I, I think that's a very good place to start, Johnny, with that idea. Because the minute you put it into action, it's like, okay, what else can I do? I think what else is one of the big questions you, that just needs to be answered after you finish an episode. Okay, well, what else can be done in order to to improve this? And something will come up 
and you'll need to have some sort of you know call to action because it will move to something else. And I thought David's idea of I've got a brand new episode out featuring so and so, and it's you know at episode two thirty, and driving all that traffic that's in your back episodes to your latest episode is is a, just a great idea. And here's a little experiment, a little math experiment. Take the last two weeks, last fourteen days, and then. See how much your latest episode received in terms of downloads and then add up all the past ones. So when you add up all the past ones, what percentage is that against the current episode that you did? If you're not using DAI, you're actually leaving all those past episodes on the table. Mm -hmm. Those people are not going to be able to hear the messages that you want them to have, whether it was um, just tell a friend, whether it was the mid roll for your client so that your client gets, you know, the sales so that they'll come back and give you more money later that they didn't get a chance to go and, and to come to your live event because you only put it in your latest episodes because you baked in the ad as it were, instead of putting it in through all the old episodes. So take a look at that number. You know, we saw a stat 47% of downloads for podcasts are older episodes. What's that look like for your show? Yeah, it's, it's undoubtedly considerable. This is something that podcasts have over radio and other media right. is, is, it does happen in the streaming world. I mean, it, it's no secret that, you know, Netflix will have some current ads on there that even though if you're watching a, a show from, you know, 2012 or whatever. But Catherine, if I may, just one other thing to mention that I, I guess I sort of forgot before is we always talk about listener engagement and how can you get listeners to participate and become more ambassadors for the show. So in some of the shows I do, we run contests, we run polls. Uh, the divorce lawyer that I do a podcast where we do a segment called Ask Evan where lis- listeners to questions, real simple stuff, right? But think of how much better response you'll get if you've got all of your listeners getting that call to action rather than just the ones listening to the most current episode. I, I do think it needs uh, a little bit of a leaning into the the things that are current. So not just the weather, but events, things that are coming up, current promotions. That really seems like the the stronger area where, where this can, can come through. Say 13 weeks, is it really something that you should plan on? So quarterly. I mean, I know it's hard to think 13 weeks in advance, but, you know, they talk about 13 weeks for an ad buy. Uh, Johnny, you were talking earlier about a campaign that was one month, one month, one month, right? That's essentially 13 weeks. What can you put in that spot to promote through 13 weeks to get people into thinking something? Because I know we want to put in, we think, oh, we put it in for a week and it ran across the entire podcast and everybody got to hear it. But it is frequency that really makes the cash register ring and really ingrains thoughts into people's minds before they take action. Well, and the reason I said 30 days specifically, that was just because for, for one of the shows I worked on, we did an audience survey. So we put together like a 50 or 60 question Google survey. And we want to get as many people filling that out as possible. So we're leaving that up there for a minimum of 30 days. If you only put it up there for a week, there's no telling how many people, for whatever reason they might have, that they're not tuning into the podcast that week. you got to give them an extra amount of time. And sometimes it takes that second, third, fourth hit of them hearing it where they go, shit, all right, fine. I'll, I'll fill I'll out your it. stupid <laughs> survey and you get my email. How did we get 45 minutes into this and nobody talked about the survey? Because asking people to serve, you know, to fill out a survey yeah. is a great way to use DAI. Yeah. Well, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing, and you guys tell me that 30 days would sort of be a minimum because now, you know, we're, we're thinking of best practices for podcasts is you think about like the, you're looking at the first 30 days that the podcast is out there to be the time period where we're judging it. So, you know, 30 days seems to be like the, 
the starting point almost for something like that. And I know that just this is one of those marketing things that you saying, hey, could you fill out the survey? It feels like you're saying it over and over and over again. You're sick of saying it. But, you know, we always hear that it's like set. you need seven asks before somebody will take action. I mean, that's kind of the the basic mar- marketing idea, right? So the repetition really is the thing that makes the difference. If 30 days is your is your minimum, if you're releasing your podcast only once a week, that's only four potential times that your right. listener is going to hear it. If you're, they're only listening to one episode a week, that's only four times they're going to hear the ad. Record multiple pieces of copy. So same message, write it twice differently. Oh, so the, just a slight variation? Yeah. And then you can, have, you can have that rotate. So the first time you'll get version A and then the next time you get version B, hopefully. And in the end, it, it comes out differently. Be careful with that. I had a situation where I had three rotating and I was spot checking it, listening in the car and all three played back to back. So know oh. how to make so know how to make sure that that does not happen if you're if you're doing this. How quickly did you rip a U-turn and gun it home to go fix it on your computer? Fortunately it was not a client podcast, but the second I got home I said yes. Wow. I've had That's that no happen. Fun. No fun. Nope. That's no fun whatsoever. Well, any other comments that people want to make about DAI? Actually, you know, since we you have done such great convincing here about doing DAI, what would you say is the best? Let's let's leave our listeners and our audience here with like, what is a good first way to start with a DAI? What's a, what's a starter that everybody should consider for their podcast? Pre-roll, share the episode. Eight seconds max. Very short, very quick. You're not bombarding them with a minute long pitch about your new Patreon that you just launched. I just want, we're going to get into the episode. I just want you to share this with a friend. Enjoy. Boom. Love it. David? Uh, I'll say, and I'm probably sort of stealing from, from Matt's idea, but pick a milestone that you hit, even if it's just 20 episodes or 50 or 100, and record one that kind of thanks your listeners. And it's, got a dual purpose because it's it's thanking your listeners but it's also triggering people to the fact that there's a hundred podcasts in this library so if i just happen to stumble upon 45 because i did a google search and happened to find one episode i know that this is a, this is a serious podcast and it sounds really professional 100 episodes and all that that's off the top of my head Catherine. hope you enjoyed it oh thank you so oh, yeah. i'll put it i'm gonna put a dynamic audio insertion right here to say how much i appreciated <laughs> hearing that and i'm gonna tell one person about the podcast super friends jag I'll go back to this listener surveys and to the point earlier about social media. You're not Mark Zuckerberg. You're not Elon Musk, thank God. And you don't have control of these social media algorithms. But if you get somebody's email, you can get more info about who they are. You can be guaranteed to put your messaging in their inbox. By the way, don't get their email address and flood them with spam because they'll unsubscribe. But have good content, have good content for your email. And you can uh, actually get much more insights about your audience. The listener survey I would put at the end of the episode. I can't believe this, Jag. You want me to have good content for my podcast and good content for my emails? Unbelievable. So Sam, uh, good, good rule of thumb, Catherine. Don't have bad content everywhere. You're only as good as your last piece of content. Wow. Okay. Well, Matt. Well, I think there's a couple of things. I really like just asking people to hit the follow or subscribe button on the podcast app. What I really mean is hit follow on Apple or Spotify. And what I really mean by that is I really mean just hit follow on Apple because that is one third of the metrics that Apple is using to uh, determine, you know, Apple charts. So the other two being downloads and then and completion of the show. Mm. And I have found in the last couple of podcasts that I've launched that asking people to do that. And of course, these people had big followings. 
But because a lot of people did go and, and hit the follow button, we had some some big chart numbers, which, of course, turns into some really, really um, nice, nice publicity. I think if you're starting, I don't think you need to do this right away. If you've got like a podcast host in your company, and you're just getting your feet wet. I don't think you need to bog yourself down. Maybe when you get to episode 20, you can think about it or 12 or 20 or episode when you once you start to get a, a bunch of episodes that people are going back and listening to. It's not that hard to move your podcast to a host that does have DAI, that's at the price that's right for you, that is going to operate at the level that you want it to. So if you're, you can talk to your current podcast host and maybe you go with them or you can move it somewhere else. You know, it's not something you need to jump out of the gate and, and do day one. And I, I just want to just point out the fact that even if somebody is not at the point of doing DAI or they're not convinced that you've gotten a lot of great ideas, just, you know, evergreen ideas that are going to work for any podcast through this, the, talking about this episode, the kinds of things that you could be asking your listeners to do, your audience to do, the importance of a survey, just even knowing the difference that I love the, the idea of the what's next, Matt. And then finally, I'm just really going to look for the dynamic audio insertion becoming a competition point amongst some of our uh, legacy and uh, stalwart podcast hosting companies. That, that If that technology is available, that they make it sort of more broadly available, that anybody can start experimenting with it in a way that's going to be positive for their, their listeners and their, their clientele there. How does that sound? Anything that didn't get included, Matt? Are you are you searching your notes? No, I actually I'm I'm embarrassed. I've never done a survey. I know it's there. I know the technology's mm. there, but I've never done a survey, and I probably figure that I should. I think that is a good point because there are a lot of things that we all know we should be doing. There's a million things we could and should right. be doing for podcasting. I was on vacation last week, and I was with some business and client work before and after. I haven't done an episode of my podcast in about a month, and I'm kicking myself over because I had other things to do. It's the advice we give all of our clients. Be consistent. Well, sometimes life gets in the way, so do as many things as you can, but make sure your mental health is a priority as well. Yeah, well you look you can, very tan. Yeah, you look great. So. <laughs> I had, a client, I had a client, by the way, she, uh, announced that releasing a film and going on tour across Canada, I said, well, you've got a podcast and you've got an opportunity here. You can actually go and set a date with every one of your listeners in every city because we can take that piece of audio and we can put it in New Brunswick and then we can put it in Nova Scotia and then in Ontario and you can even direct it down just a little bit more narrow than that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is just, it's the thinking behind it. We don't think about it because we don't hear it when we actually produce it. It's kind of this invisible piece of audio that comes screaming out of the sky and then just sort of shows up in your show. And I think to that point, do what Jag did and listen back to your show. And listen to the that user experience. There's a lot of people out there who do not listen back to their show. And yeah, you should listen to it the way a listener would do it and perform that self-check. Very quickly, Matt, how do you get down to that niching on the geographic side in your host? Is it how, how does it let you niche down to that specific area? Is it by IP address where they're downloading it from? So in Megaphone, you can get down to province in Canada, which is not bad. In the U.S., you can get down to what they call DMA. I don't know what that stands for, but the U.S. is a little more organized when it comes down to being able to target things into, into regions. So not quite postal code, but I could hit Dallas-Fort Worth with a message. Catherine mentioned she got targeted. Was it Pensacola? You got, mm -hmm. you got Florida, hit with, yeah. with, an, with an ad. Yeah, it can be zeroed down quite a lot. And I believe there's probably going to be technology at a time when you can probably go right into a zip code. 
designated yeah. marketing uh, area, by the way, Matt. Yeah. Thank you. I'm looking at Megaphone right now. And so for, for folks using Megaphone that wanted to do this and get really granular on the actual time zones or areas, like you want to do Chicago, West Coast, New York, for example, you would have to do three separate campaigns. Uh, it looks like you can only do one. Ad. It will only deliver. So if you only wanted this to deliver to New York, you would have to set that as its own campaign. You can't do individual ones like audio one will only deliver to New York. Audio two will only deliver to Dallas. Audio three will only deliver to Los Angeles within the same campaign. So that's something to think about as well. But again, like Matt said, don't bog yourself down with all that stuff right now. Just worry about getting comfortable with the technology because it's going to be a huge advantage to you going forward. And eventually every host will allow you to use this technology. So just use it to your advantage because it will help you. I also am thinking uh, this is sort of a verbal uh, checklist here for this podcast, Super Friends. Maybe we should tackle a listener survey since Johnny has been leading the charge with his client doing that. Maybe this would be a good to do for the rest of the podcast, Super Friends, and then compare notes in a future episode. What do you think of that? I think if the listener right now is listening to this episode in September, then here's the survey right here. <laughs> That's, I mean, I'm joking, but like that, it's, it's, it, when you really stop and think about it, it's like you're talking to people from the future. That, that, that's, that's what's cool about this. Yeah. What do we do in the pre-roll or the mid-roll? <laughs> not certainly not on the post-roll. Cause that's where we have our uh, swaps that we're offering to our, our other friends now. Well, no, and actually Johnny, I was meaning that this maybe we take this as a charge for our own clients or maybe think of one show that we work oh, on yeah. and do a survey and then come back and kind of compare notes to how that how that all went. So maybe that's something for the you know, I, me, I always like to be thinking ahead about some of the future episodes that we can do. But maybe it would be a, a nice to do like we all take on a listener survey for a client and come back and compare notes. Look for I'm that in for a future. It. I've already I'll done do that. that. So I don't have to yeah. do anything. How dare you get you're still find another show that you can do one with. <laughs> <laughs> you can compare and contrast. Okay. Well, this has been fun. I hope that this has really been an education that we covered the basics of dynamic. Now I'm calling it dynamic audio insertion, not dynamic ad insertion. So I am a reformed person right off the bat. Thanks to this episode right here. Let's go ahead and turn, go around the, the world here and say goodbye to our audience today, starting with Matt. Matt Kundal, the Sound Off Podcast Network out of Winnipeg, Manitoba. Thanks for listening. Johnny. If you're curious about how to create an audience survey, I've listed out already 30 <laughs> questions for you. Just search Johnny Podcasts on Substack. Wow. It's already pre-done. Jag. John Gay, Jag in Detroit Podcast. I specialize in creating remote podcasts for brands in the comfort of your own home or office. And the award show MC, David Yaz. <laughs> yes, David Yaz. Pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. Thank you for hosting today, Catherine, and for doing such a dynamic job. Thanks for listening to the podcast Super Friends. For a transcript of the show or to connect with the Super Friends, go to the show notes of this episode or go to soundoff.network. I'm Matt Kundal, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.
come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com.